Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Shan. This week, we're going to be covering this. Friday the 13th, Part 2, 1981. Should Friday the 13th, 1981, be any different? Friday the 13th, part two. The body count continues. 14. You're all doomed. You're all doomed. 15. God. 16. So I bought this a couple of years ago. It's 8-Bit Halloween, 8-Bit Universe. Uh, it has popular songs like Friday the 13th, Halloween, um, some other songs there that are in 8-Bit style. <laughs> uh, we are celebrating the 40th anniversary of this film. And it's also our second serving. Yes. Yummy. Yes. We'll be releasing this on the 13th. It won't be a Friday, but it will be Tuesday the 13th. Tuesday the 13th, Saturday the 14th, Jamie Lee Curtis's birthday. It will be something like that. <laughs> we need to cover that movie one day. Yeah, that'll be a fun one. Uh, but yeah, this one, you know, the first sequel to Friday the 13th, and the first movie to pose many questions that are never, ever answered. Let's just start off with the fact of, before we get into any whoever's in this, Let's just start off with the fact that we all remember the first movie. Jason was a child. He drowned. The end. His mom was the real killer. And now, in part two, Jason's back. In a throw-off story later, they say, Oh, they thought he died when he drowned in the lake, but he didn't really drown. He just ran away and lived in the woods like a wild man for years. 
Now, why would a kid who's obviously very into his mother, why would he not go and find his mom and say, hey mom, I'm alive. I didn't drown in their lake. There's no reason to murder all these people. Just stay at home and take care of me like a good mom. Whole franchise ended right there. And let me just add on to that. So this, he could have done all of that. He should have done that, right? Is what you're saying? Even if he's mentally challenged, I'm pretty sure they tell you, when you're in trouble, go home. Go find a policeman. Tell them, my name is Jason. My mom's name is Pamela. She lives at this address. I bet he knew that much and could go there and they would solve the problem. Apparently, he didn't know how to do jack shit like that. But what he did know is how to pick up a map. First of all, (laughs) is how to find the address (laughs) to where the survivor is. Alice. Alice. To pick up a map. Know how to read it. Okay. And let's, let's get real. How many of us know how to know? How many of us know how to read a map? I mean, mind you, this is back... This is my hand going up slowly in the background. This is back in the 80s, so everyone knew how to read a map at that point, right? Yeah, because Google Maps didn't exist. So. Well, well, obviously. Uh, and then basically read the map, hopped the bus, because it's so not like... he had to read a bus schedule, too. Yes, so there's a lot of reading that he had to do. He had to get money to pay for the bus ticket. Because he didn't walk there. It would have taken him a really long time. I don't even know where she lives, but I'm sure she doesn't live five minutes away in town. And how also he took the bus there. Did he take the bus riding with the, like in the overalls with the bag over his head, carrying mom's head in a bag. I feel like even for the bus, that's the kind of behavior that'll get you kicked off. Nope. Those people sit all the way in the back of the bus. No, I feel like they sit next to me if I get near the bus. That's where they sit. <laughs> But don't be on the bus. And then he found her house. Okay. And then he walked this whole way, rode a bus with, I'm thinking he did this without the mask. There's no way. That's scarier than with the mask. Ah, That's very true. But there's no way, right? I mean, I guess, when did the mask mask come out? Like, was that around the same time? Maybe it was just acceptable for like you to be walking around with a fucked up face. Yeah, maybe. And then he went in and he killed the chick. Like... So he did a whole bunch of shit just to get this girl, but he couldn't find his mama. Yeah, I don't understand. Now, if they had come out like in one of the later movies, my thought was, why didn't they come out and say, oh no, Jason's dad found him on the side of the lake and he just told the mom that he was dead and the dad raised him for some evil purpose. You don't need to go any further than that. The dad fucking evil raised him to be evil. Okay, I buy that. But they never give you any explanation for this. He's just once, he he was a kid that drowned. No, not really. He turned out to be okay. And then he grew up to be an adult that killed everybody that came to the camp. Not only an adult, but like a big ass adult. How many dogs, birds, rats are there in fucking camp uh, Crystal Lake? Like around in the fucking forest area. How many of them? Because he spent, how old was he when he was a kid? Like nine Maybe. You know, and now he's, I don't, we don't even know his age. Let's say, let's say it's fucking early 20s, you know. Well, the camp, the original camp opened like at the end of the 50s in like 57, 58. So this is like 20 something years later. So even if he was 9 or 10. Then so he's he was, like 30. He's in his 30s now. Okay. But I guess if he's reading maps, doing all this stuff, maybe he can go into town, read a menu, ask for some burgers. I don't know. Maybe they give the poor weird looking dude some burgers for free. Backstory. 
just like Michael that ran down, well, they didn't run, but he drifted down the river and was caught by a blind old man. It's the same who, blind old man. It's the same blind old man <laughs> who took care of him. This that time happened the guy didn't kill him and he was like, what, I, I did a good thing. I helped raise up this kid. He's a good man now. So years later, when Michael Myers floated down the river, to him, he was like, damn, it happened again. I helped this guy out too. He's bound to be grateful. Nope, just killed him. He was like, thanks a lot for saving me. Now I murder you. So uh, we open this one up with a whole new set of counselors and everything. That is, the like the opening credits on this are for, take forever to get there. And I love how when it finally gets there, comes up with the Friday the 13th Part 2 logo. And then everything just explodes in a, a you know, bomb, like old-timey bomb. Kapow! Yeah, but wait a second, wait a second. You can't skip over the fact that after he killed Alice, okay, Alice put some tea on the stove, all right, a kettle. After he killed her, he walked over, okay, they, the, the director was like, you know what's very important? We need, to, we need to show this. He walked over and took the kettle that was already, you know, what did you Boil- call it? Boiling and, and doing the little toot-toot thing. Took it off the stove, removed it off the stove, and then walked away. What the fuck was that about? It's like courteous Jason. Like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, well, Look, I don't want the I house came, to burn down. I came here to kill this bitch, not to burn the tea. Yeah, he's like, I'm not about burning tea. Now, this is also the opening segment of this. You know, it picks up uh, with Alice, the survivor from the previous one, and showing her just hanging around her house before Jason comes in and finishes her off. But this has one of my favorite parts of the movie in it where Alice is in the kitchen and you get the typical, oh, it's the cat that's going to scare her. This poor cat is hurled through the window at about 12 miles an hour. This cat just comes flying through the window, all teeth and claws coming through there. Like almost every cat in the Friday the 13 franchise. Yeah, they're all furious. But this one, man, he comes flying through the window. It's obvious he did not jump. Somebody off stage just threw that cat through the window. Oh, so then we go into the whole, like, hey, we're the campers coming to the camp. And, you know, they have to show, you know, they're young. And and technically, what Chad told me was that one of the actresses was very underage. Yeah, the actress that plays Sandra, his name was Marta Kober. Uh, apparently she had a full nude scene in it. And then they discovered that she was only 16. So they destroyed that footage and just trimmed down the, you know, put the scene in. She still has a sex scene in it, but they just don't show any nudity in it. So I guess they were hoping they were going to go to jail on that one. Yeah. The, and in the whole movie, I can't I can't stop watching. Like, well, I shouldn't you... say I can't stop watching her, but I, I can't stop thinking like, oh, that's weird. That's Well, first of all, when you look at her, she looks like she's 14, not even 16. Yeah. So... But what... You know, and a lot of well-endowed, is that, can you say that for women? Yes. Uh, well-endowed women, you know, when you have the big old boobs, it just adds years to you. I don't know if it's because guys are just no longer looking at your face to see how young you are. All they see is boobs. Or it's like, well, she's massively developed, so she has to be a young woman, you know. Yeah, she must be eighteen. Yeah, so she's she's legal. If the if the cup size is a a, a C plus, she must be eighteen. She must be eighteen. That's apparently the logic they went with. Yeah, because she has some big boobs, man. I, you know, 
and she's very small framed so but she's so young in the face i was like how did they think that she was 18 there's no way there's no way she's 18 we also have amy Steele as the counselor jenny her boyfriend is uh paul played by john fury and uh they're assembling a whole new crew of counselors they're going to come and they're going to reopen a camp right across from camp crystal lake because we're not going to make the same mistake as the last counselors. I mean, they went right in, opened up the camp where everybody died. We're not going to do that. We're going to open a camp across the lake from it where it's completely safe. There's no way the murderer can cross the lake. There's no such things as boats, cars, anything like that. We are safe on this side. Just stay away from the other camp and you'll be fine. It's like, why would they put it so close? Did he get a discount? I'm guessing the land around that whole area is cheap. I'm guessing Crystal Lake in general has pretty poor property values considering that at least every two years a murderer comes along and kills a shit ton of people maybe burns half the town down if you go by some of the later ones <laughs> yeah the main counselor is paul and he's he he paul got a discount yep. for sure and this is also one of those things like this movie is set in the future at the time the original movie happened in uh 79 this movie came out in 81, but they said that it was five years after the murders at Camp <laughs> Crystal Lake. So this one was already in 1984. It was already jumping ahead. It was like, hey, we're in the future now, guys. Which means that when, by the time, like, part four came around and then part five got there and it was like 10 years later, we were already into, like, 1994. So this movie's been way ahead of the years for a long time. Well, look, <laughs> don't they also go from being a lake to being in the fucking river (laughs) yeah somehow in part eight the lake connects to the to the river that connects to the ocean and you can get a cruise ship in there and jason can be on the cruise ship that was my favorite part and then the motherfucker go to space so we're just all over the all over the place where is he when is he gonna travel in time that's the thing i want you know yes jason Voorhees, time traveler lost in time <laughs> that would be perfect. Anyhow, it, ooh, it's a combination of that and Waxworks for some reason because you know that Waxworks. Oh yeah, too, they went back in time. time. Yeah. <laughs> we also have uh, Walter J. Gorney reprising his role as Crazy Ralph. Yeah, I, I was disappointed that Crazy Ralph doesn't make any more appearances. I thought it would be great if in every movie he was just standing there. Well, yeah, he's he technically pulls kind of like a. And this is like in the Carpenter, John Carpenter role of Jamie Lee Curtis, where she does the voice in uh, Escape from New York. Yeah, and he's, in Halloween 3. And Halloween 3, yeah. He's the voice in um, The New Blood. He's the narrator. So that was kind of cool that they, they you know, back. it's a little Easter egg there. But yeah, so how, I guess Jason was like, yeah, so I don't know, maybe, maybe, or you didn't help my mom you know in the first one so now i'm gonna have to kill you and in this one like (laughs) i'm just tired of you old man you go around telling everyone not to come to the camp and then one of these days someone might listen to you and then i wouldn't get to murder him so i'm gonna kill you now and stop you from warning people oh crazy ralph so yeah he's doing his crazy thing and you know i just don't get like how in the world what was the obsession okay with having a a character like the survivor because they did the same thing in texas chainsaw massacre didn't they what what is the whole thing like the survivor coming back for like the second movie and immediately gets killed off i wasn't in texas chainsaw part two no there's a there's like another horror movie where that happened they do that in hostile part two they kill off the guy right at the very beginning that was a survivor Mm. from the first one 
Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of the name of it right now. Yeah, you know, it's so crazy because in my memory, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there, I guess it's the end, right? Where she's like dreaming and like wakes up in the hospital. No. No? Shit, man. Where? You have, you are all confused on your movies because that is not Texas Chainsaw. Chainsaw ends with him doing like the chainsaw by the side of the road. We never really see Marilyn Chambers again in any of the movies. Damn. I'm going to have to get out. Please stand by. I'm going to find out what movie this is in a later podcast and then we'll, I'll, I'll revisit that because I know there's other movies that have that same thing where like the survivor comes back to be in the movie for a little bit and then she, and then they're killed off. But so now we have the camp counselors, they're going, you know, they're at Camp Crystal Lake and they're all getting, you know, the, 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 the down low, what's going to be happening, you know, and it's so funny because later on in the movies, um you get like the actual kids because all the stuff happens like before the kids get there yeah right so we don't really have an interaction and i guess also they didn't really want to mess with like ooh, jason comes and he's like is he gonna kill the kids like is he gonna be a kid killer you know that's one of the parts i love in part six when he kicks the door open and goes into the room where all the kids are at and the kid looks at the other one and goes what did you want to be when you grew up <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and this one you also, like, this started the tradition of a lot of these Friday the 13th movies always have someone that's a joker. They got the prankster that's running around doing everything. And this one, it's a guy that named Ted that's played by uh, an actor named Stuart uh, Charno. And he went on to write some episodes of Next Generation and do some, like, other, like, random appearances and shows here and there. But, yeah, he's the joker in this one. He's, you know, he's getting people's cars towed by his friends for fun and... He pops in during the scary story, like half naked, wearing a like weird like voodoo or like a tribesman mask. It's very strange. But yeah, and oddly enough, in this one, usually that kind of asshole gets killed immediately. Part three, when you got Shelly in there, he's the one that gives Jason the hockey mask, basically, mm. and gets murdered. And we just talked about a Nightmare Beach last week. You got the practical Joker guy that gets killed. I was going to say, like, the 80s was all about using, like, the old, like, mythos, like, you're having the trickster, yep. you know? Well, this time, the trickster is one of the few people that actually make it. Because when there's a scene later where they all go to town to drink and have fun, when the rest of them go back to the camp, uh, Ted is like, no, nah, you know what? I'm going to stay here and chase some more of these girls and drink some more beer. I'm best, good. Best fucking thing he ever did. Which is ironic because usually chasing girls, drinking, that gets you killed in these movies. This saved a man's life this time. <laughs> it gets you killed when you're the girl. Also the guy sometimes, but mainly the Especially girl. Especially the girl, yeah. <laughs> if you're the girl, you have a 99% chance of being murdered for doing those things. If you're the guy, it drops to like 95. Yeah, it's like, um, you're not a virgin and innocent, therefore you must be murdered. Yep. So, yeah, we see Jason on the, you know, going around. He, of course, immediately, after he kills Crazy Ralph, he's hanging around watching what's going on. And before long, he, of course sees the the couple he sees a girl out skinny dipping which i feel like that's just the scene they have to have in all these movies that somebody's got to go skinny dipping and he has to follow her kill her and all this but i love how this one they're like sitting around in the like the counselor's quarters and everyone's got their giant handheld video game that they're all playing 
Like this must have been something really new. They were like, hey, let's play that electronic football in the game. The kids will relate to that. These things are massive. They look like they weigh about five pounds a piece. And you have the girl who very subtly asks the one counselor that's in a wheelchair, so uh, does all of you uh, work? Is it okay? Like your legs and stuff, do they work? Real subtle. Yeah, yeah. Also, <laughs> on top of that so like shit that was going on, in the like the whole orientation, the freaking Paul tells the ladies, uh, be careful when you're on your period <laughs> when he's discussing the bears. And then oddly, in like the next scene a later scene, he meets up with Amy Steele's character Amy Steele's character and they there's a fade out so they got it on when she wakes up she looks at the mirror and it says beware of bears and i'm thinking motherfucker did you just have sex with this chick the night before and she got her period or she was already on her period and you left this in like her lipstick you ruined her lipstick and wrote that shit on the mirror and how many people caught that because that was a like i was like mm, okay that's what's happening there she's on her period so did you did you catch that yeah i saw that i thought well the main thing i thought was every woman i've ever known would kick your ass for taking a lipstick and writing on the mirror like there, there's fucking paper in the house guy pick up a sheet of paper write it over the goddamn crayon if you want to but don't write with my lipstick on the mirror i gotta clean that shit no nope. then like every woman i've known would have kicked my ass for that and then she just like huffs and like throws the covers back and like throws her head back in bed and i'm like Okay, 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 okay. Well, this was the 80s. No matter what the guys did, if the guys walked in, flipped the cable over, knocked it on the ground, broke everything on it, the women just laughed and went, oh, you. Yeah, there was no there was no consequences for guys in the 80s. Come on. Yeah, well, I, and especially if she's happy from what happened the night before, she's she just going to gaff it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So yeah, the I, I don't know. I'm not a really big fan of the Friday the 13th series because it's just all over the place. And I'm not going to stand here and say that Halloween, my favorite franchise, is not kind of all over the place. It has its issues to some extent. But this series is just like whack-a-doodle. I mean... He comes back to life. He dies. He comes back to life. He's a freaking kid. Now he's a grown ass man. Like in a weird span of time. It just there's a lot of things going on. But you know what you get out of these films is definitely all the kill scenes. And I know that it came to it comes to a point where you're just having all the you know slasher guys up against one another to see who has like the high kill count. Yeah. Because that's really what it's at. People are going to see what the fuck crazy shit he's going to do. I mean, my... Because, you know, the first one was all about just, like, the mystery of who's doing these murders and that kind of stuff. Which was clever. And the first one's fucking classic. But then, after this, they really just got crazy and just... It was just, like, about having how many crazy kills they could get away with, And Kevin Bacon is in that one. So, I mean, that just makes it even extra awesome. I think we talked about it before. That's why my Kevin Bacon number is, like, one... Because I've met Betsy Palmer that played Mama Voorhees. And she was in the movie with Kevin Bacon. So I'm one degree away from Kevin Bacon. Wow. Wow. That's pretty pretty intense. <laughs> You're one degree away. 
Can so, I just get you that T-shirt? I want to yes. make you a T-fury. Yeah, just one degree away. Just just that. Just one degree. That's one it. degree. But yeah, this one I said, like you said, it's all over the place. And there's a crazy scene where, and I never could figure out if it was supposed to be Amy Steele's character or if it was the rat. But there's a part where Amy Steele is hiding from Jason in the movie. And a rat comes under the bed. And then Jason's about to leave and he happens to notice this huge amount of pee coming from under the bed. And it's like, that's a lot of pee for a tiny rat. Did Amy Steele just pee her pants because Jason was in there? Or did the rat just pee like roughly his body weight? I don't. It was a very weird scene. Like, I don't know what you were supposed to take from that. Just like there's smoke behind the bushes and the fucking Halloween and John Carpenter smoking. The fucking director must have just, so someone just taken a piss. Maybe it was a cameraman took a piss right there. And boom, you got now weird puddle of liquid all of a sudden. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, okay. Like, if they had showed her, like, be so scared she peed herself, that would have been weird, but I get it, but... I don't know. It always just struck me as weird. I've seen this movie several times, and every time I'm like, what is with the under-the-bed peeing scene? I don't understand it. You've never seen, like, the... I know... I, you have seen that documentary that has, like... It talks about every film one by one. Can't yeah. Crystal Lake Memories or some yeah, shit? Yeah, I've seen it, but I don't remember if they talked about what the deal was in that or not. I'll have to look back and see. How about when one of the camp counselors is freaking looking for her dog, Muffin, right? She's so into looking for this dog. Like, she's so worried about the dog. Muffin, 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 looking everywhere, right? And then someone calls off in the distance, hey, it's lunchtime. And she's like, bye, and just runs to fucking get lunch. Total, like, oh, oh okay, I'm already done thinking about fucking Muffin. Like, yeah, it's, Muffin's dead and gone now. I need my hot dogs, and I need to eat right now. And that was a weird transition, too. They went from that, like, where she's looking for Muffin and talking about, I can't find my dog, to the next scene is them grilling hot dogs. Didn't Jason kill Muffin? I thought no, Jason Muffin was going to eat. showed up at the end, remember? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought Jason was going to eat Muffin, because I was like, what is this fucker eating? What is he no, eating? No, that's Michael Myers. He eats the dogs, remember? You know what? Slashers. Silence. I, yeah. He, that that's not canon, okay, because in the f- second one, uh, in the first one, he kills a dog. He snaps the dog's head. He doesn't eat him. He doesn't know. He does not eat the dog yes, in the first does. one. Because he goes in and Loomis says, I'm like, what is he doing? And he goes, oh, I think he was eating it. He ate the dog. That was Annie's, well, not Annie's dog, but the little girl's dog. That's out of, you know what? We'll, we'll get back to that later. You're you're wrong, sir. You're wrong. No, you're thinking about, you're thinking about part four where he did eat the dog in part four there he, there's a dog that he eats in part four i don't know whose dog it is but he ate something that's it because you're showing how no it, no i okay. will i do not accept this i have two words for you my friend crotch perfume oh yes we got treated <laughs> to that special scene where the the well i call her lady subtle who's asking the counselor in the wheelchair if he can perform but then she goes to change before they're going to go meet up in the woods. She comes out, puts on her, takes off the like sexy black underwear, puts on another pair of like, in my opinion, less sexy underwear. And then while she's doing that, she's like, let me put some perfume on. Oh, a little under the wrist, a little under the, under the arms. And you know what? Let me just spray a little bit on my vagina while I'm down here. Got to do the lily before we go on here. 
Now we're going to have this discussion. So if you can't handle what I'm going to say, please just fast forward a little bit to like, like five, 10 seconds forward. Uh, let's talk about this crotch perfume. I have, I have a lot of observations about this. So you're right. The per the underwear that she put on is not sex. I don't think it's sexy at all. It's not like, oh, this is my sexy underwear. But again, why would she bring sexy underwear? She's going to be in a camp full of kids. So that would have been weird. Um, the sexy underwear. It's sexy because it's fresh underwear. It's mm, not the dirty okay. underwear she's been wearing all day, which it's like you didn't even bother washing your vagina that's been sweating all day. So putting this fresh underwear is not going to do anything for you. Two, crotch perfume. I don't know, ladies. Let me drop me, you know, Instagram something. When you, <laughs> I don't know if anyone out there has ever put perfume on their crotch, but one guy goes down there, that's not going to be a good time because it's going to be like, it's going to taste like perfume. No one wants fucking perfume smell. And also for me, I would think the guy would be like, hmm, why is there perfume down here? Does she have something to hide? Oh, yes. That's the tartar that I smell. Disgusting. And two, wouldn't that shit burn if it got inside the lips? I have so many questions. Yeah, I think this would be not, good, not a good thing. No. Someone needs to come out with like the Sex Panther, like the crotch perfume, like the Sex Panther version of it. I don't know what it would look like, the bottle probably some labia or something i don't know but anyways enough for the crotch perfume <laughs> so this one is also weird for the friday the 13th movies too because it ends with yeah there's a girl who survives amy Steele, but we're not sure what happened to her boyfriend there's a scene where jason jumps through the window at the end and is attacking her and the boyfriend and then she gets Amy Steele gets knocked out. The next morning, she wakes up in the ambulance and is like, "Where's Paul? Where's Paul?" And like, oh, we didn't find him. We didn't look really. We just didn't see anybody in the same room with you, so we just packed your shit up and we're going. And then that's the end of the movie. You never really find out. We assume Jason killed him. Maybe he was wounded in the woods. The cops sure as hell didn't look for him. Maybe he was Jason. Ooh, who knows? And she couldn't handle it. So she put this whole psychological spin. Maybe the first one is not even fucking Jason at all. First, because... let me stop you. This this series is not that clever. <laughs> well, it was. Well, you're they right. It's not that up, clever. They couldn't even come up with a reason why Jason was an adult now. They just glossed that shit over. So I guarantee you that's not it. <laughs> but. Well, they did. Dry... Well, this doesn't happen until years later, but. I love how he reminds me of, Jason reminds me of Chucky because he's wearing the fucking plaid shirt with the fucking overalls. Like he's wearing a striped shirt with overalls. Yeah. And I'm like, shake my head. What the fuck is going on with this outfit? It's like a big boy, big boy outfit. Yeah. But so, I don't know. This is one of the, this is not one of the worst ones. This one's entertaining to watch. Like once you got up into the real later ones, like when you got into like part seven and, and eight, that's when they really, to me, kind of lost it. I actually do kind of like the one, uh, the Jason Goes to Hell. I like that one a little more than most people. Because at least they tried to do something different with it, finally. But I know I'm in the minority on that one. But I would give this one a solid two and a half star, or knives, rather. Hey, I did it this time, so do you. It's, uh, <laughs> it's entertaining, it's fun to watch, but it's there's nothing, you know, new or exciting about it, really, because it's just... Uh, a killer going after people repeatedly. It's just a, you kind of go from one like 
cheesy sex scene to another and a murder. There's no real plot to it or anything. It's fun to watch, but not much to it. I mean, I'm going to throw some fucking crazy theory out there right now that I just thought about on the spot. Maybe it's not fucking Jason. We, it's, no one, there's no one to say that it is Jason. We never see him. We, we assume that it's Jason because he has, he's his face covered and we saw that his face is all jacked up, but we actually never see him. So maybe it's some other psycho that just happens to be around and like fine they did show the mom's head at the end but it was there like it where it was from the first movie right like it wasn't placed it was like already on the he fucking... brought it back from yeah from uh, alice's house at the beginning he whoever it was brought the head back Put it back in this little cabin in the woods where he was supposedly living. But the how? But the head that was in the refrigerator that was supposed to be her head because one, yes. it looked. How did she? No, another question. Hmm. How did she fucking decompose and become a fucking mummy in like a day? It was five years after. Oh, five years after. That's right. We're in the future. I'm so sorry. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay, five years. Fine. So she's fucking mummy head now. And look, maybe Jason, one of his other skills he acquired is fucking taxidermy. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know what? You have to learn a fucking skill if you're out in the woods. It's just not going to be a thing if you're just out there. And what else are you going to do? I mean, he, there's no cell phone, so it's not like he's going to be playing, you know, fucking, uh, what is it? Uh, Candy Tetris. Candy Hearts? Yeah, Candy Hearts. Is. I don't play any <laughs> He's not playing a game out there. So he's learning, you know. And there's so much awesome shit to do. You got canoes, you got archery. I mean, there's things. Oh, he learned archery. We saw that in one of the others. He was pretty good with a bow. He did. And he is fucking huge. Let me tell you, for someone that has, like, some mental disabilities and physical ones, like, he definitely grew up to be a big strapping young boy and just uh very strong because way later on we see that he picks up this you know chicken a fucking sleeping bag and just swings her around like nothing that's after he became zombie jason zombie jason even more so he's isn't his like shit atrophied like how can he have such strength so many questions maybe they pumped him up with some crazy fucking serum who knows that probably comes later Well, thank you so much for joining us for our second serving of the 40th anniversary of Friday the 13th 2, where we had a lot of questions. And no answers from this movie. No answers. I give the film two knives. It goes by really fast, too. Yeah. I mean, I remember it was like, oh, shit, okay, (laughs) the movie's ending. That's already happening. Not that I wanted it to last longer, but it really doesn't take a lot of time on things it's just like boom 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 that's yeah, they're it not, they're not fucking around they're in they're out there's no because there's no real backstory yeah there's no there's no meat to the story no there is there's none of that well thank you so much and stay tuned to the horror and now folks it's time to say good night we sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.